Hey guys, and welcome back to the Everyman's Odyssey podcast, where we explore the challenges and values of authentic masculinity through sharing stories and ideas. I'm your host and founder of the podcast, Cole McClure. For this episode, I thought we could expand on an idea that was mentioned last time. So, if you haven't already listened to episode one, go back and do that now. It's a quick listen and sets the stage for this discussion. I mentioned last episode how my transition out of the military could have been much smoother had I focused more on relationship and avoided isolation. We also discussed a scripture from the Bible, John 15, 13, greater love has no man than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. Now, these two things may seem unrelated, even opposites really. But to me, it demonstrates a sort of cause and effect problem that resulted from losing connection and brotherhood with the type of people I knew I could count on, people I knew would die for me. See, the the army is a big place, which means you are bound to run into some people who are just like you. But even better than that, you're bound to run into a whole lot of people who are nothing like you. And the great thing about that is, even if you don't share the same values or political beliefs or religion or ideas or personality, whatever it is, they could be completely different than you. At the end of the day, you have each other's back, you have the same mission, and you are there for that mission and for each other at all costs. And that can instill a type of trust that is hard to find outside of the military. So when I got out of the army and returned to relationships with people that I had grown up with and known for years, um, they felt like strangers to me. They did not feel like people I could count on. So even in that familiar setting of coming back to my hometown, I felt alone and without the brotherhood that I had been accustomed to. So the historical knowledge of the value of this brotherhood has slowly been replaced by the concept and the glorification of the lone wolf. Uh, This idea that real men are at their best when they go it alone and that your measure of a man is defined by your ability to find it within yourself to succeed all by yourself. And this is on its face false and corrupting the lives of men, leading them into, as Henry David Thoreau put it, lives of quiet desperation. So let's take some time to examine the role of brotherhood in our own lives. What is brotherhood? And how do we find, apply, and maintain it in a busy and complex world as we strive to better ourselves and those around us? But before we dive into brotherhood, I think it's important that we break down this idea of the life of the lone wolf. The lone wolf has been personified and idolized by characters like Batman or Jason Bourne or Rambo. These fictional men seem like unstoppable one-man juggernauts of justice with limitless skills and wills to accomplish their mission. 
and it's incredibly entertaining and even inspiring to watch. But in reality, it's not really something we would want for ourselves. If you examine these men closely, you see that they're desperate, broken men struggling to get through life by themselves. And the only time they ever find any sort of fulfillment or peace is when they're reunited with the person they were looking for or they realize something about their past or they find some sort of community. Even those lone wolf characters are always searching for that sort of belonging. So now we can take a look at the life of the lone wolf in reality in the wild. The reality is that he doesn't go off on his own simply because he's too strong and independent to be held down by the pack. On the contrary, when the wolf is alone, it is typically a temporary status as he searches for a mate to start his own pack to ensure that he continues to thrive not only as an individual, but as a unit and ensure the success as, of a species. Occasionally, a wolf will leave the pack when resources are scarce in an attempt to sustain himself. Now, what happens in this scenario? Well, he either finds a new pack that will accept him eventually, returns to his original pack, or he will inevitably starve and die alone. He can only sustain himself on small food sources hunting alone for so long. The real success and survival comes from taking down prey and challenges that are too big to accomplish alone. Now we can translate this into our own lives. Sure, we can eke out an existence or even find some level of success on our own, but true, meaningful accomplishments, victories, and fulfillment comes from a team. A smart wolf, or man, lives a life of intense purpose that is demonstrated through the successes of by and for the pack. So, with the lies of the lone wolf narrative laid out, let's begin to define what it is we are truly looking for. What we're really looking for is brotherhood. Now, if you do an online search for the meaning of brotherhood, which I literally did during the writing of this episode, You'll find it defined as, and I'm paraphrasing here so it doesn't sound so cold and meaningless, an alliance of people where everyone is engaged in the pursuit of a common goal or idea. Ideally, that is what we are searching for when it comes to a community that drives towards success. A brotherhood is more than a friend or a group chat, a Facebook group, though those things may be tools or expressions of an existing brotherhood. What it truly means to be a part of a brotherhood is having a group of men, however small that group may be, who actively engage in and pursue the betterment and success, not just of themselves, but of each member of the group. This has obvious applications in team sports or hobbies, or most evidently in the military environment. But it can be harder to find this in a setting outside of those situations 
as an adult man whose mission is simply to succeed at life for himself and for his family and those around him. Not necessarily a mission or a sport that definitively requires a team. So, we instead often find ourselves settling for friendships that can make life a little more convenient or a little more fun, but not meaningfully better or encouraging any growth. According to Aristotle, there are three types of relationships, utility, pleasure, and virtue. Utility friends have a relationship for what they can do for each other. Maybe you never really hang out or even talk much, despite the opportunities provided by technology to remain in contact with little effort, really. But you have this friend who will be there to call when you need help with a project and vice versa. Or maybe it's a business partner who you get along with and enjoy working with, but the depths of that relationship only go as far as the business itself requires. It's a very useful relationship, but it's not a brotherhood. A pleasure-based friendship is someone who's just there to have a good time. You may be a routine part of each other's lives. You never miss a birthday party or an event, or you hang out regularly and get drinks or play sports or video games together. Whatever it is that is the nucleus of your friendship that it forms around, it's about having fun. A great stress-relieving part of your social life that does add value. But sending memes back and forth is not a brotherhood. When the friendship exists to make or share a highlight reel of your life, it can feel like the relationship is deeper than it is. But when the good times become less frequent or you endure suffering or hardships, is that friend still there? Well, Proverbs 17.17 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Now this brings us to the third and most meaningful type of friendship. Virtuous friendship is a much deeper, selfless relationship. Aristotle refers to this friendship as a type of brotherly love. He refers to a selfless friend as, quote, doing kindnesses, doing them unasked, and not proclaiming the fact when they are done which shows that they were done for our, our own sake and not for some other reason, unquote. Meaning the person cares for you and actually puts in effort to see you thrive and succeed in your own life without feeling the need to take credit for those successes or point to themselves and say, you couldn't have done it without me. These types of friendships are very rare and they certainly are not just stumbled upon. So, if you evaluate your friendships and relationships and few or none of them meet this criteria, don't panic. It doesn't mean all your relationships suck and you're doomed to mediocre friendships. Brotherhood is something that takes time 
and consistent effort. So look for those relationships that have that potential and begin to put in the work. So how do we find this elusive type of friendship? This brotherhood that helps propel us towards the man we want to be? Well, like I said, you probably don't have to look far. Chances are you had it in the past. As we get older and begin to take on more and more responsibility, it's so easy and natural in most cases for close friends to begin to devolve and slowly lose their significance in our lives as other priorities rise to the top. I'm certainly guilty of this with most, if not all, of my friendships. Which, if you guys are listening to this, I'm sorry. Good news though, I'm working on it. Getting married, for example, is a natural milestone in a man's life that causes his other relationships to wane and receive less care and effort. This is how it should be. Establishing a foundation and setting the tone for the priority being your bride is essential for a successful marriage and true friends will understand that. Unfortunately, as time goes on, it often simply becomes habit to carry on through life without ever returning to a state of investing in those friendships and they become fond but stagnant memories. So perhaps it's time to dust off the relationship Rolodex, which hopefully at least some of you remember what that is, and update your favorites and your contacts. Reach out and rebuild those closest friends that got put on the shelf while you were starting a family or going through college or serving overseas or just had your head down grinding away at daily living. It's time to lift your head up and look for those who will be there as you forge ahead on your own odyssey. Now, maybe you're going through your phone or your friends list and you don't find even one man that you want by your side and in your corner in life. Well, then you've got some work to do. Start in the environments you already find yourself in. Like it or not, convenience and common ground is beneficial to building new friendship. Who do you work with or go to the same church with or to the gym or repeatedly run into at regular stops in your daily routine that you've established this casual familiarity with? Is still no one coming to mind? Well, if you can't find anyone you used to be close to or anyone in your daily routine currently, chances are you needed a new hobby anyways. So it's time to get out of your routine and out of your comfort zone and put yourself in environments that encourage this. I'm not going to tell you exactly what or where these environments are. Chances are you already know where you would like to start. And if not, I always encourage people to reach out directly to me if they have any questions and we can talk about that specifically. Now, I'm not saying you need to go on blind friend dates like in the movie I Love You Man. Just make an effort. No one wants brotherhood with the guy who refuses to ever go outside or engage in anything difficult, whether that be mental or physical. Just make sure that you are ready to be that same type of friend that you were looking for. Like Ralph Waldo Emerson said, 
The only way to have a friend is to be one. All right. So we know what we're looking for when we talk about brotherhood. And we have an idea of how to find and cultivate it. Now, what should we do with it? Well, I'll start by telling you what I want out of it. Almost a year ago now, I started, or at least tried to start, a small group with guys that I was close with. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was looking for this exact form of brotherhood. So I had recently discovered Ryan Mickler's Order of Man video series on the Warrior Poet Society Network, which I highly recommend. And I was convicted about how much I was underperforming in so many areas of my life when compared to my potential and my aspirations. If I wanted more out of life, I was faced with the fact that I was going to have to start putting a lot more into it. So I began to make small improvements in my daily life. I was getting up earlier to work out. I was procrastinating less about things that I hate, like mowing the lawn or tedious tasks around the house. I was spending more time reading scripture and less time playing video games. But I quickly found that I could easily think of other men in my life that I wanted to share these lessons with, while simultaneously realizing that my own intrinsic motivation just wasn't enough to keep me on track. I really wanted accountability with like-minded men. Now, this group had a couple great meetings, and group chat went for a month or so, but it quickly died out. Life was just so busy between all of us, not everyone could maintain activity or even interest in something seeming so non-essential. The disbanding of that small group in no way ended those friendships. They just defaulted back to their previous state. Some utility-oriented, others entertainment-oriented, and some I would maintain that are virtuous friendships still, but more of an inactive reserve status, really. But this did teach me something. If you are starting from this basic lower tier of friendship of utility or pleasure, start small. Pick one guy that you feel most confident in your ability to grow and sustain a deeper relationship that requires consistent effort. And as that flourishes, then you can grow as you get better at time management and priorities. Write out your goals. Establish what it is you want out of gaining a deeper friendship and determine what effort and time you are willing and able to commit to it. I knew what I wanted. I was looking to encourage these other guys in my life who I wanted to see thrive and chase more in their own lives, and I wanted accountability on my own journey. But I hadn't given enough thought to the cost. As a husband and a father, time is a very precious resource that must be spent very wisely. So when I didn't take the time to account for that cost beforehand, it was hard to take advantage of what could have been because I didn't want to give it all that it required. And I think the other men felt the same way. 
So just be aware of that. And if you are in a relationship where your time is a shared resource, like with your spouse, for example, have that conversation with them as well and be considerate and deliberate with your time and attention. And that's part of how you maintain this brotherhood. You have to be the brother that you're looking for to someone. I've said it a few times already, but it's critical to recognize that this will cost you something. Unless you find yourself with an exorbitant amount of time where you're just sitting around bored or just filling your time with something, you are going to have to make some sacrifices somewhere. In my own life, with that small group I started, as well as with this podcast, which I'm certainly hoping grows into a community of engaged and committed brothers, I dedicated what very little spare time I had in order to commit to this effort. One of my few hobbies is video games. An easy habit to get into from the comfort of your own home, so there's very little commitment there. But when using that time still wasn't enough to accomplish what I'm hoping to do, the only thing left really is to spend a little less time with my wife, whom I absolutely adore. But I realized that in this effort to become a better man and have this sort of community, it also makes me a better husband and father, which makes that time less of a sacrifice and more of a worthy investment, which my wife is totally supportive of. So once you've made those calculations and have committed to the pursuit of brotherhood, and you've chosen the men who will be part of that journey with you, be honest with yourself about what you need to do to ensure its success. There have honestly been times when I've had to set alarms on my phone to remind me to reach out and check in on friends. Uh, unfortunately, I'm very susceptible to a out-of-sight, out-of-mind mentality. So, I have to have contingencies in place to ensure that I can manage that basic level of friendship. You also need to make sure you and your band of brothers are on the same page regarding time commitments and scheduling. Maybe you're able to work it out where everyone can meet one morning a week. Even that can be a tall order sometimes though. So if you find that between all the conflicting work and family schedules that you can only carve out once a month to meet, then do that and be serious about making sure that it happens. That doesn't mean, however, that you only engage in this meaningful discussion, your encouragement or accountability once a month. This theme of consistent effort has to occur on a regular basis if you're going to get anything real out of it. It's incredible what just a few months can do in improving your own life and those you join with when you take that step to approach life and your growth as a man as a team effort and abandon the lone wolf lie for the promise of the pack. So 
I hope that this helps you in some way. I can honestly say that I learned something just in the preparation of this topic. So, as always, if you have any questions, you can find me on social media or email me at everymansodyssey@outlook.com. Uh, but the best way would be on the podcast's Patreon channel, where we can engage in group discussions as well as see some bonus content and future episodes that will be posted exclusively for those who subscribe on that platform. Uh, thanks for listening and take care, guys.